and reflect on the goodness of God from January till now. See how God has been good to you. See how God has been kind to you. See how God has been faithful. He's good and his mercy is endures forever. Thank the Lord from the depths of your heart. Because he is worthy. Worthy to receive our praise. Worthy to receive the glory. Worthy to receive the honor and adoration. He is God and there is none like him. He is God and there is none like him. He is our God. He is our maker. Thank the Lord. Father, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say you're worthy of our praise. We say you're worthy to receive the glory, the honor, the adoration. Thank you for how you have kept us. Thank you for how you have been with us. Lord, we do not take your blessings for granted in our lives. You're worthy of our praise, Jesus. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. So, Lord, we pray as we go into your word this morning that you enlighten our hearts in the name of Jesus. We pray that the entrance of your word will give us light and life in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, for the kind of light that will cause us to take actions, the kind of light that will cause us to take bold steps in the name of Jesus. Thank you for answered prayers, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Okay. What's the theme of the month? Yada. Say it like you mean it. Yada. Okay. And what does Yada mean? Okay. Praise. And to give God praise. And the topic is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And we're going to be looking at Psalms 145. Psalms 145. It says, I will exalt you 
my God, the King. I'll praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty act. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty act and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all the promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and, give, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is thanksgiving? What is thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is an expression of genuine and heartfelt gratitude to God. Thanksgiving is a show of how much you're grateful to God for who he is, for what he has done, and for what he has given to you. Thanksgiving is not something done out of compulsion or because you're cajoled by somebody to do it. No. It is from a place of deep reflection. It is from a place where you think about the goodness of God and you're like, God, you did this for me. And you're grateful for it. And you express it from the depth of your heart. Amen. Thanksgiving is not done poorly or just because your neighbor is doing it and then you feel like, oh, I also have to do it. No. It comes from a place of understanding. It comes from a place where you have you sat down and then you recount the blessings of, of God all through your lives. And then from that point, you pour out your heart of thanks to God. Even God says that the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. You don't do it grudgingly, excuse me. You don't do it grudgingly or out of necessity, but you do it because you have understood the need, the reason to give God thanks. And we saw the story of Cain and Abel, right? When they both gave thanks. And Abel gave thanks. Abel gave his offering. He, he took the best of the best. He didn't just go to the farm and, and just brought out things that, that are bad, like Cain did. But Abel did his best to honor God. 
And that is why we as believers, when we're giving thanks, we do it from that place of understanding. We do it from a heart that is full of gratitude. Hallelujah. And this morning we'll be looking at why do we need to give thanks? Why do we need to give thanks? Or why do we need to give God thanks? Number one, we give God thanks because he is God. We give God thanks because he is God. Let's go to Psalms 95. Ninety-five, verse one to six. We read, "Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the Rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. Why? For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In His hands are the depth of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to Him." The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. We give God thanks because God is God, because he is the great king. He is the God above all gods. There is nobody that can be compared to God. God is in a class of his own. He has no classmates. He has no cosmates. No. He is God. And for that reason, we must give him thanks. He's the God that created every other thing. Imagine we came here this morning and you come inside here and then you have a statue here that we pour oil, we pour everything, and that is our God, in quotes. No. But the God that we have is a living God. Is the God that has all things, that has created everything and was not created. And for that reason, we have to give God thanks. We have to give God thanks. Amen. Secondly, we give God thanks because he is good. In Psalms 136, the Bible says, for every verse of that script of that chapter, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, and his mercies endures forever. God is good. Has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? Our God is good. He's a good God. The children of Israel, with all their stubbornness, the times when they were in the wilderness, God gave them water, God gave them manna, God gave them everything, and they still disobeyed. But in all of that, God still, God still gave them the things that they needed. You know, in Bible study, um, Sunday school, we've been treating the book of Judges, and then the children of Israel, they will sin, they will go for like 10 years, 15 years, they will not obey God, and then they will come back and cry out to God, and God will still remember them. Like we've gone six chapters and they keep doing the same thing. They keep repeating the same thing. God is a good God. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins or according to our iniquities. Because if he does, hmm. I wonder if God was keeping register and be like, okay, if you 
If you don't sin today, that's why you'll be alive the following day. How many of us will be here? <laughs> but it's good. His love is forever. His love endures forever. He's compassionate. Three, we give God thanks because it is an instruction. Let's go to Psalms 150 verse 6. Psalms 150 verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. This is an instruction. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. For the fact that you are breathing, it is necessary to give God thanks. And the air that you breathe is not just ordinary. No. You're breathing God. In Genesis chapter 2, the Bible said that, and God breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living being. That he was talking about after God formed man. And man became a living being after God breathed into him. So the air that you breathe is God, literally. Like we are breathing God. And with every breath that you take, you say, God, thank you. God, thank you. Like when you inhale and exhale, you say what? God, thank you. And as it is an instruction to give God thanks, we must obey the word of God. Because it is profiting to do so. It's for our own good to obey the word of God, to obey the instructions of God. And we are instructed to do that. Give God thanks. Amen. We give God thanks because it is the will of God. We give God thanks because it is the will of God. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. The Bible says, give thanks in everything. For it is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Some of us, you remember in time past, you have sat down, even went on 10 days fasting. God, show me your will. I need to know your will for my life. I want to know your will. I want to do this. But this is just the answer. Give thanks to God. For it is God's will for you. So stop asking, God, what is your will for me? Give thanks. Even in that thing you're doing right now, give thanks to God for it. Because it is God's will for you. Hallelujah. And then we give God thanks because it is the wise thing to do. It is the wise thing to do. In Psalms 107 verse 43. If we read from the beginning of that chapter, we're not going to read it long. But yeah, if we read from the beginning of that chapter, it was talking about giving thanks and all the things that God has done. Then in the last verse, he said, Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Let the one who is wise ponder on these things. So if you're not pondering on the goodness of God, I mean, that means what? I didn't say that, though. <laughs> 
if you're not pondering on the goodness and the blessings of God for your life, then you're not doing the wise thing. It is wise to give God thanks. It is wise to acknowledge God as the doer of everything good in your life. It is wise to acknowledge God as the giver of everything he has done for you. Don't be like the rich fool, the parable of the rich fool. He had everything, his barn was filled up, and then he felt like, oh, I can sit down, I can eat and sleep, and nothing will happen. But God told him that, no, you don't own your life. So it is a wise thing to give God thanks. Amen. Another reason why we should give God thanks is because that is where God dwells. The Bible says, and God inhabits the praises of his people. If you know God's residential address, will you not pack your bag and go and stay with him? And he dwells in the place of praise. He dwells in the place of thanksgiving. He dwells in the place of gratitude. So why won't you do what he likes? So why won't you want to be where God is? So if we understand all of these things, if we understand this reason to give God thanks, we will do it, we'll do it better. We'll do it better. You will not have anybody to cajole you into it. No. You don't have anybody to, to prime you like they are priming a pump. Oh, give God thanks because he did this. No. You yourself, will, you will sit down and think. Because he is God. Our God. And there is no one that can be compared to him. Because he is good. And his goodness, his love endures forever. Because it is an instruction to do so. And we must obey the word of God. Because it is the will of God for our lives. To give him thanks in all things. And because it is the wise thing to do. And it is where God dwells. So we give thanks to God. Having this understanding, having this knowledge of the reasons why we have to give God thanks. You know, there is this thing that has been going around and you have the older generation dragging a particular generation. I'm not mentioning anybody, but yeah. That they don't know how to complete sentences. And the only adjective they have is giving. Everything is giving. Even if they say the other thing, the clothes is giving what it should. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to give you a sentence that is complete on its own. It is complete. If you say it, nobody, nobody will drag you for it. The thanks. Thank you. You got it. 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 So you are very correct on that level. It's a very correct word to say. Complete sentence. You don't need more. The thanks is amen. So we need to give thanks to God. 
Amen. Secondly, we'll look at what should we give God thanks for? What should we thank God for, rather? What should we thank God for? Number one, we give God thanks for the gifts of salvation. Let's read Psalms 98, verse 1 to 3. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. We give God thanks for the gift of salvation. Just imagine we are still in that dispensation of the Old Testament when for every sin you commit, you have to offer a sacrifice. And these sacrifices are not cheap. Bull, calf, dove. And you know, the calves are not, it's not just any ordinary calf. You have to look for the one without spot. The one that is one year old, please. Did they write their date of birth somewhere? I'm not sure. So you have to be very particular. You have to look for it. And then when you sin, you want to go and atone for the sacrifice. You now go all the way from your city to Jerusalem to go and atone for the sacrifices. But Jesus came and gave us all of these things on a platter of gold. He saved us from all these burdens of the law. His coming gave us access to God, like unhindered access. You don't have to go to Jerusalem to talk to God. In your bedroom, on the street, in the bus, in your classroom, you can talk to God. That's what the gift of salvation brought to us. And we must give God thanks for it. Salvation also gave us the life of God. The perfect life of Christ. Let's picture this together. Jesus in heaven. Good looking, clean, polished, handsome. His glory was shining more than the sun. He had everything. He was working on the streets of gold. Everything. Think of everything good you can imagine. Jesus had it. And then he came to the world to die for our sins. Took our own imperfect life and nailed it on the cross. And then gave us his own perfect life. He gave us his perfect life. A life that is void of sin. A life that is void of sickness. A life that is void of diseases. A life that is void of failures. A life that is void of poverty. Like rich life. That's the life Christ gave for me and for you. Jesus said, I have come to give you life. And that life, even in abundance. It's not half cup. 
It is full. That's the life Jesus gave you. Why won't you thank God for him for it? Please, if you're here and you have not accepted Christ, please, what are you doing without your own imperfect life? When you have a perfect life on the table, all you just need is to accept. Everything good is in the life of Christ. And that's the life that God has given to us to enjoy. We have the God kind of life. And we have to thank him for it. Say, Father, thank you for the life of Christ. Thank you for the life of Christ that I have. Amen. We have to thank God for our past, our present, and our future. We have to thank God for where he has brought us from, for where we are currently, and even where he's taking us to. In Psalms 136, the person that wrote that psalm was David. And at the time he wrote this psalm, he was thanking God for the things that happened in Egypt. After God delivered them, they, God parted the Red Sea and they were able to pass through. He was thanking God for his ancestors, not even for his father. Because imagine if God did not deliver them. He probably would still have been in Egypt, like he would be born in Egypt. And the best he could become is to be playing instruments for Pharaoh. When he himself could become a king. And he was recounting everything that God did for them in Egypt. Through the Red Sea, through the wilderness, the kings God conquered on their behalf. He was thanking God for those things. Some of us, we need to sit down and thank God even for our parents. We need to thank God that, thank you Lord that my mom met my dad. If you, if you can be that petty. Or cheesy, you see. And that you're raised in a family where there is love. You're raised in a family where godly values. We need to thank God for our past, for ways, for from where He has brought us from. Some of us, if you think back, you realize that maybe why you were even a little child. Decoration, I'm sorry. <laughs> why were you a little child? And even where your parents were not there, God kept you. Like you went to school, you were on the playground, you did all the rough play possible. And God still watched over you. If that's the only thing you give God thanks for, it's worth it. Give God thanks for your past. And then we thank God for our present. Because where we are right now was once a prayer point. We were praying to God, I want to finish secondary school. I want to pass these international exams. I want to do this, I want to do that so I can be in the university. Now you are in the university. Thank God for it. 
Some of us in January, it was thesis and state exam that was the, that was the big guy in the room. I'm like, God, how will I finish? And now you're finished. So thank God for the now. And then you want to thank God for your future. The Bible said, I know the plans that I have towards you. They are of good. They are not of evil to give you a future, to give you a hope and an expected end. You have to thank God for your future. The Bible says that the path of the righteous keeps shining brighter and brighter. So you know that your path tomorrow will shine brighter than it is today. And when God promised, his promises are yea and amen. You know that his promises never fails. Is faithful. The Bible says his faithfulness endures forever. If he did it yesterday, he would do it today and he would do it again. So thank the Lord for your future. Thank him because your future is assured in God. Thank him because your future is covered. Thank the Lord for your future. Amen. And lastly, we thank God for everything. I mean, I put this here because there are some things in our life that we think are trivial. We think they are too small to thank God for. You stood up this morning. You entered the bathroom. You brushed your teeth. You had your bath. You had your breakfast. You dressed up. You entered the bus. You came here or you drove, whichever one. Amen. We are speaking into the future. <laughs> you did all of that without nobody's help. You did them effortlessly. You think everybody has that privilege of that. There are people that if, they don't, if nobody comes to pick them off their bed, they won't get up. They can't do nothing. Thank God for the things that looks that you do without the help of people, like that you do effortlessly, but you're taking it for granted. Thank God that you went to school and came back home safe and sound. There are people that went to school and never came back home. Thank God that you're even able to sleep. There are people that to sleep, they have to take pills to sleep. Thank God that your needs are met even before you needed them. Thank God that you have good food on your table. Not everybody has that privilege. Thank God that you feel like eating something and you have the money to afford it. It's not everybody. Like some of you just sit down in your room. Today I don't feel like cooking. I think I will just order from... And then you check the app, and you see minimum order is 3,000. And I'm like, order two plates <laughs> for lunch and dinner. That you should thank God for. Don't trivialize the goodness of God in your life. Don't take it for granted. Because many people, where you are right now, 
That's somebody's prayer point. Somebody's at home praying, God, can I just get into the university? Can I just be here? Can I just be there? Can I just get this job? Can I just be working here? So thank God for everything that you have. That you can come here, you can lift your hand. Sometimes I used to struggle. I want to wash your back and my hand cannot reach my back. You should thank God that you have long hands. <laughs> yes. It can, be, it can be that. You should thank God that you have long hands. Or it's something that something will happen to your left hand. And then you have to do something with the left hand. You, used to, you feel like, oh, my left hand is not that significant. For those people, for people maybe that their left hand is not their dominant hand. And then you just have a cut. And you have to do something. And you realize that you cannot do it. Thank God. For everything. The Bible say, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. For the fact that you're breathing, you're living, even if things around you does not look good, thank the Lord for it. Amen. Quickly, just look at the benefits of giving God thanks. Just two points and round this up benefit of giving thanks to God. Thanksgiving gets rid of anxiety. Thanksgiving gets rid of anxiety. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. I believe we should all be able to quote this top of our head. Do not be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your request known. And what? Hallelujah. Thanksgiving gets rid of anxiety. Let me share a quick story, practical story, true life story. I remember in the middle of the year when I was planning to travel, I was so worried. My work permit was not out. It was, it was a lot for me because my flight has been booked. I've been anticipating. It's been a long time coming and all of that. And then I met Pastor Femi, I remember. I said, you should pray with me. Oh, the way I said you should pray with me yesterday, I did not pray. <laughs> but that time he prayed for me. <laughs> and I was still worried. I was so worried. And it was around that time we were doing um, Philippians in Bible study. And I was going to teach in Bible study. And it was Philippians chapter 4. I think we are doing chapter 3, 4, and something like that. And in my head, you are going to go and teach do not be anxious. And you are anxious. Like it was, it was so much, it was written all over my face. And I was going to teach that chapter that day. Then when I came down from the tram and I was walking to the house, God was just telling me that, okay, you are going to be the preacher now. Be the first partaker of the word. Start practicing it. And then I started thanking God. God, thank you. Thank you that I'm even done with school and I want to travel because... I mean, if I had an extra semester, where would I go to? You know, sit at home. Sit in everything now. Instead, thanking God for that. Father, thank you. Thank you that you even provided a job for me. Thank you because the work permit is in process. I've done capturing. What if I haven't done that? And then I was thanking God for all those things. And then I went to the Bible study, taught, and then went back home. And I had the peace of God. 
And I think that night was when I started packing my bags. I mean, nothing has come out, and I still travel without the work permit, and I'm back. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's what Thanksgiving does. It gets rid of anxiety. So if something you're worried about, something you, that is so much, is like, like a mountain before you, start thanking God for it. Thank God for the things that led to that point. Because God will do the remaining ones. Hallelujah. And lastly, we thank God because it brings about increase and multiplicity. Let's read Psalms. 67 verse 5 to 6. Psalm 67 verse 5 to 6 says, May the people praise you, God. May all the people praise you. The land yield its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. The, 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 sorry. The land yield its increase. Thanksgiving brings about... Thanksgiving brings about multiplicity and increase. Even Jesus understood this principle when he was going to turn the, the loaves and the fishes, when he was going to multiply it. The Bible says, Jesus gave thanks. Let's read that chapter. I want to say something. John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 5 to 11. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, spoke up, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men was, were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same thing with the fish. He did the same thing with the fish. Like Jesus did it twice. So if Jesus repeated something the second time, then he must be sure that it's something that works. He did it twice. He gave thanks for the, for the loaves and for the fish. And in verse 6, when Jesus said that, he already knew. He just said that to test Andrew, because he already knew what he was going to do. Like he had the formula. He was sure that when I give thanks, this thing will increase. When I give thanks, this thing will multiply. He was sure. So if you have that little thing in your hand, give thanks for it. If you have that small thing which you give thanks to God for it. And see how it's going to multiply. Give God thanks in everything, for all things. Give God thanks. And this morning we're going to stand up and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the things he has done from your past. If peradventure you don't have anything that looks good in your life right now, still thank the Lord. 
Thank the Lord for where he has brought you from. Thank the Lord for the things he has done for your family, for your parents, for your siblings. Thank the Lord. Appreciate him. Give him thanks. From January till December, last week, we recapped everything that God has done for us, even, even for us as a church. We have seen the growth. We have seen the multiplicity. We have seen the spiritual growth, academic excellence in everything that God has done for us. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Lift up your voices and thank the Lord. Say, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us, for how you have been good, for how you have been kind. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for everything, for everything that you do. Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, glorious God. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Thank him for how far he has brought Thank you, Father. Thank you because you are good and your mercies endures forever. Thank you for the life of Christ. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the life that we have. For it's the life of God. It's the life of Christ in us. Thank the Lord because your future is assured in God. Thank the Lord for the remaining days of this year because you are finishing strong. You are finishing it successful. You are finishing it happy. Oh, Father, thank you. Father, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Jesus. We give you thanks, Jesus. We give you thanks, Jesus. 